Welcome back to the Kevin and Cassie show. We're back! I'm your host, Cassie, along with my dad here, Kevin. What, what? Marathon Man! Yeah, it's been quite a while quite since a while. we've recorded. Definitely mm-hmm. a lot has gone on, you know, with us personally, within the running company, just within the pandemic wow. life that we've all been living in. Jeez. Cass, how you been? It's been a while since, you know, we've connected on the podcast. You know, I, hard, I don't think I've seen you. I don't think I've seen you in months. All right. I wish I hadn't seen you in months. Ouch. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been good. So, I mean, I don't. Even, I think maybe the last time we put something out was maybe I don't even know April, May. April, May. No. Yes. Yes. Maybe summertime. I don't even no, know. No, the time. Summer. It's crazy because it's like the first half of the pandemic was so slow, and then it's just been. Yeah, and I think we'll get into that because when we went green, a lot of things changed. Yeah, definitely. So we'll kind of touch. You know, on that, but within today's podcast, we're basically just going to kind of recap what 2020 was to us. Um, we're recording this on December... 28th. 29th. 29th. I know, crazy. So this will kind of be our year-end recap and then launching us into 2021. Um, and then, you know, our plan is hopefully, fingers crossed, to really put these out once a month, once a week, sorry. Um, once a week. And, yeah, we'll have different guests on and just kind of talk about ourselves and... As hopefully more things in our lives change in 2021, as we kind of get back, hopefully through some of the pandemic, then we'll have some more interesting things to touch on. All right. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll start, I mean, maybe we can just recap what's going on with us personally, if anything, really, since the pandemic. Um, personally, I have, I moved out of my apartment in New York. I moved out, I guess, at the end of this summer. Um, moved back home, have been home, planned to be home for a while, um, kind of been running, we ran that half marathon. October! Yeah, and then, you know, still running, definitely not as much. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> wow! Still at the lot happening! <laughs> no wonder we didn't have time That's to record. Nine <laughs> the recap, wow. so All much right. going on. Um, I mean. Yeah, I had a birthday, turned 24. <laughs> That's really it. Dad, anything happened to you? I don't know, compared to that. <laughs> um, not really, just running a lot, growing the business. Um, and we'll go over a lot. I mean, my life is centered around you guys and running. I mean, That's you know, true. and uh, it's what I do. I create, I mean, I've got a lot, of oppor- like a lot of obstacles, but a lot of opportunities, you know, and I'm glad we're back recording because I feel like there's a message to be shared, especially on the business end. That I like to get across because I know it's all fun and games, and you know you and the other younger folk like to make fun of me and stuff. But we are business, and I'm excited to where we've where we've been, where we're going, and um, we have new Nike apparel out. So I mean, you can't even you know beat that, and you can Thank get you. that at backslash shop All right, check out our newest brands. Um, but no, you know life is good. I can't complain. 2020 has sucked for so many people, and I can't say that. I mean, there's been disappointment, yes, but we're healthy. We all have jobs. I mean, so, yeah, let's let's roll. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I guess let's start briefly on, so you launched the company in January of 19. 2019. So this January of 2020 was technically one year. So going into year two, what, mm. what, what were your goals looking like? What were you, what were you envisioning for year two of the company? All right, so yes, uh, year two of the company, you know, I sat down and we had our business plan and I just put on some personal goals. Um, and they were to have uh, a goal to have 25 paying members 
by the end of 2020. Paying members is important. All right, to the business. Um, expand our monthly group runs to New York City and not have five members in New York City. I'm all about expansion and growing and with opportunity with you living there, having a network, um, even your mom there. I was very familiar with the different running routes, meaning I couldn't get myself around the city, but I knew where to go for what we needed to do. And I just looked at that as a golden opportunity. Plus, with the cherry blossom that we had covered before, having some of the, your roommates and friends signed up for that, it was just seemed like a natural progression of growth um, there. Um, we were looking to expand our group runs to other townships for marketing purposes, um, expand our spring and fall race adventures beyond just the love run. We were looking to go to Waco, maybe Disney, um, different places like Denver, just to kind of see where people wanted to go. And we were looking to grow our youth programming. We had the youth cross country the year before. I had done uh, superhero training classes for various schools. I'm the coach at the high school. We were looking to do a track and field camp at CBEs as a fundraiser for East, but as all for marketing, uh, you know, purposes. So it was just really to kind of like grow the business. That that those were our goals, you know, before yeah. you know going, you know, for 2021, 2020, you know, just kind of keeping them focused and ready to go. We were off to a good start. Yeah, absolutely. So that was you know, kind of going into the year. And then, you know, a lot of this we've touched on in previous podcasts, so we can just kind of, I think, summarize, mm-hmm. like, our pre-COVID, you know, thoughts and our pre-COVID plans and what we had kind of been touching on. Um, and, you know, out of those goals you just mentioned, what we, had, what we had already kind of started launching. Yeah. Yeah, we were in New York. We had three runs in New York in January, February, March. Uh, we had um, some members there, you know, that were going, but it was a good time. We were growing our... Programming, yeah, it was just going. Everything was in place. The momentum was going. I was having group leaders take over Saturday because I knew I'd be running Sundays in New York. Um, so those things were going really good. Before March, that's when the pandemic hit. We had 23 members. Our track Tuesday program on, on Tuesday nights was growing. We were getting about 10 people out. Um, Saturdays in Warwick was growing. Like I said, New York runs were growing. Um, we had 10 people on the Cherry Blossom team ready to go we had nine people ready to do the love run in march three in the hot chocolate and we secured bibs for broad street um and our new shirt which i'm actually wearing if we had a video you would see it at the time was very popular so everything that we were doing was working because we centered around running relationships at an adventure you know it had to fall into those buckets in order to work because that's our core business so things were going we had a lot of momentum we were getting a lot of calls a lot of um, one-on-ones i was very busy which yeah. was good. Plus coaching the high school kids. And what was neat is we had a couple uh, one of the girls from the, the team the year before we graduated who was working out with us. So we had a good mix up of people. It just wasn't um, one age group. It was it was good. We had a good mix. Yeah, we were feeling hot going into March and June, which for anyone that's not really a runner, the springtime is really the peak training period. That's where, you know, a lot of like the spring half marathons will go where like the ten Ks, the ten milers, whatever, and then that will kind of take you into the fall. So really come January, February, that is when most people's training really, you know, kicks off. And then obviously in March was when the pandemic hit. And obviously at that point, we also thought, okay, this will be two weeks. Two weeks. This will be a month. You know, we still signed up for the marathon in October. You know, we obviously, I don't think anyone envisioned what we had kind of gone through. So, you know, obviously... We're looking at March, and, you know, what were some of your initial OMG thoughts? Well, you know, you think two weeks, because, I mean, you're, I said it before when the school hit, it was like the zombie apocalypse, but, all right, I'm like, you know, we're getting close to these races, I and mean, we had, Mar- when March came, we would have had the Love Run, Waco, 
cherry blossom and broadsheet within like four weeks. So everybody was moving toward those things. Um, I thought, all right, two weeks. A lot of the training is done already. You know, let's see what happens. Because I remember we did a, a track Tuesday. I think it was the week because you were home. After kind of things hit. And we had an event that Saturday when things were kind of like up in the air. And it was kind of like a hush-hush. You know, watch out what you're going to do. But I had no idea that would be the last one until June. Mm-hmm. You know, that group run the Shamrock Shuffle was on like the 13th or whatever of March. Who knew that would be the last one until June? Um, so... You know, it was just a lot up in the air of how do you keep people engaged? We were at our highest member. You know, how do you keep them engaged with these races? Weren't going to happen. No one thought about virtual. Things were somewhat going to happen. You're looking every day. And then it was like a domino effect, you know, things going down. Mm -hmm. So that was my first initial. How do we keep people engaged for the two weeks a month? We're so close. Like, these races are going to happen, you know. So I wasn't overly that worried because most of the work was done for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really worried about the run walkers and such that I was still trying to build that, like, hey, you can do this. Yeah. You know, with them. So that's where we were with that. So then what was kind of, obviously, as it became clear, like, okay, we're going to go into lockdown, like, what was your, like, did you initially just go, okay, we have to pivot? Were you like, okay, my business might go under? Like, what were some of those, like, really, like, initial, you know, pandemic? Good question. So I never thought it would go under because we pivoted right away. Once I realized what was happening, part of that could have been as with the high school and, like, um, in order to get paid, we had to go virtual and, and do things. And I always kept training the girls. Um, so it was just like, what do we do? And I want to say, because I was listening to podcasts every day, and that's what people were saying as far as these entrepreneur podcasts, that you have to change your business plan, throw it out, what are you going to do? Um, so I came up with a plan to keep the relationships going, because that's the key. I mean, the running is great, it is, and the adventure is what it is, but it's those relationships, keeping people connected during this time. And we had all spectrums. We had kids, people without kids in school, kids with people in school, all kind of things. Um, So a couple things that we did, we started a text chain, you know, to kind of keep people in the loop, and that came very popular. I swear it was like eight times a day it was going off. (laughs) But I think people needed that. It'd be like, I ran, I did whatever. And that's where everything really hit the virtual end of, like, yes, I ran today, and they would send a picture to the group Mm -hmm. of, I ran. Or you would do a track Tuesday work. I would send a workout and they would do it and be like, remember Steph would go and run in a parking lot and um, we were the only ones at Meyer Way and this one to this one. Um, you know, and then here's a big thing that may not make sense to a lot of people, but if you're in any kind of in this business is you need to focus on those who you know are going to stay with you. So at one point I remember having to make the call of act- actively suspending members' accounts because I knew they weren't going to like engage. And yes, I could have kept taking their money, but you feel an obligation to follow up with them. So I, I looked at it, and I wound up spending, suspending at least six people. So that's six monthly memberships we were losing. But I knew I could actually focus on building it and keeping those that I knew that wanted to stay with us. So it might not sound like a good business plan, but overall it was. You know, because you spend so much on people. Because, I mean, we have people who wouldn't go outside. It is what it is. They were like, you know, I can't go outside anymore. I don't want to do this. So yeah. there was no point... In front of them, and we actually picked up a couple of members during the pandemic. Um, we went real virtual. We switched to virtual training. Mm-hmm. No more group runs. You know, it was all virtually based um, stuff. Of uh, Zoom, 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 Zoom. We had our weekly happy hour that was free to anybody who who wants to be a part of it. Weekly, I forget was it on Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. Um, but I remember some people saying like they it got them through the pandemic, and yeah. we would start at like six o'clock. We'd be on the midnight. You know, depending, <laughs> who, you know, who would come on. I mean, it was oh, on Tuesday nights. It would go on for hours. Uh, Real Runners Chat, we started on top of on top of um, this. You know, and we actually had the the director of the Marine Corps Marathon on. We had different runners. Um, just a way to get people engaged. 
uh, we made our own virtual adventures when we realized races were being canceled. So yeah, we did a, a, the 10 mile cherry blossom alone, but we looked at it and said, okay, the NFL draft is going to be a big deal. It's going to be on TV. Everyone wear your Eagles jersey or if you have another team and run in 5K, send the picture and post it. And that was a big social media uh, push. Made a fourth be with you. Um, we took a, the, uh, the uh, challenge on raising money for Family Promise. One, that would donate for $1 for every mile that you run. I think it was a week, and we were as a company going to match $500, and we raised we raised $1,350. We did the social, um, the race, the racial injustice uh, run, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the young man that was that was gunned down by running, and we made that like a primary thing to get people engaged. And the social media and email on you know was huge. And this podcast, so many people listen to the podcast. You know, when they were running, they're like, it's like they're right there talking to you, and they would get a, a annoying as hell, annoying as hell, right? And then they'd get a kick out of it. Um, you know, but then also it was devising the plans so of what happens, you know, to keep people safe. I mean, I feel like our plan on Saturdays and Wednesdays was more in depth than the high school times. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because, like, one, I think it was hard because obviously everyone had very different opinions on. I mean, they still do on how to handle things and what you can and can't do, and I think especially something like physical activity was the first thing that a lot of people were like, I just can't handle, you know, at the gym's mm-hmm. closed, they were like, I just, I can't be outside, like, blah, 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 and I think for a lot of people, that's what ultimately ended up saving them, you mm-hmm. know, so maybe even people that did stay inside for a while, then ultimately started going on walks, or runs, or bike rides, and they were like, wow, like, you really needed that, because I think a lot of it was just, like, underestimated how mm-hmm. much, you know, power just, like, really going outside and like releasing some of those endorphins can have so i just think like having the different plans and communication all that thing all those different things definitely helped you know people feel like okay even if i'm not there this saturday if i don't feel comfortable i'm still you know connected Mm -hmm. and part of the group which is obviously you know we see that now because we have virtual members and stuff who clearly Mm -hmm. still feel like they can do secret santa and they can Mm -hmm. do you know the different challenges and stuff because you know, it's just one big community. And I want to say, I will, and I remember saying this to the director of the Marine Corps Marathon. Um, you know, when you're looking for hope in the time as runners, they still have the lottery. And I remember when people put in the lottery, should I put in the lottery or shouldn't? And I remember it was a, a um, happy hour, and I think Steph was, like, feeling it, and she applied. And it was just, I remember when they drew the names and how excited or fearful everybody was. And it really gave them hope, you know, to be like, you know what, I'm going to run for this marathon with a team mm-hmm. in October. And... And I'm so glad they did it. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But at least for that period of time when it was really needed, when everything oh, else yeah. was going down as far as, like, the virtual. Because after a while, the virtual stuff is what it is. That just gave you guys, everybody, like, a sense of, like, let's put my 30th. You're first. Like, a sense mm-hmm. of, like, oh, I need to get out there. I'm excited. I need to, oh, to yeah. go. And, and I really think that was a great a great thing that, that have regardless. I know it didn't happen, but regardless. No, definitely. I mean, I think a lot of people have been like that, whether it's running-related or not running-related. They found something just to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to turn 25 this year, or I'm going to, the Eagles are going to play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just different things. And I think, obviously, again, like, having everyone being like, oh, I ran six miles today, or I did this or did that, it kind of pushed people to, you know, still keep up. Yeah, because we couldn't see each other. That was the thing. You couldn't see each other. They couldn't see each other, but yet, virtually, they were connecting. Absolutely. You know, and really uh, encouraging and pushing and, and things like that. And um, and that goes back to when I unfortunately had to let some members go. Some of them let them their own, but saying, you know what? you got to concentrate on those who are, who are going to do it. Yeah. You know, because then, you yes, you will go out of business at well, some point. And my bottom, our bottom line, I mean, we don't make a ton of money. 
you know, but when you're thriving and you're seeing it go and you're like, damn, if we keep this going, we're going to be making this. And then you see about half of it and you're choosing part of that. Yeah. Go. Well, you're just like, when that stinks. You've also, like, we've also gotten so many people that have like DM'd your message yes. and been like, oh, I saw what you guys put on Facebook. But, like, yeah. blah, blah. And that's because those are people that have like maintained, people mm-hmm. that have, you know, continued to stay engaged. And I mean, obviously you're not going to show the people that aren't, no. but also like not having to spend you know, excess energy on some of those people, you know, we've yeah. talked about this a lot, just, it's great to like, be surrounded by all these people, and the community, and the running, and everything is great, but it is draining to... Oh, it is, and I love everybody, and you know, been in this business a long time, and there just comes a point where, I remember years ago hearing it, in order to grow, some gotta go, yeah. and it sounds hard, it's like, I can't play, play you, but, you know, you still contact with them, and you explain to them why... You know, and actually, and my model is if you're not doing it, I don't want you, I, I, we shouldn't take your money. Yeah. You're eventually going to come back, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully. But it just, it's a freeing sensation to know, okay, I have these six people I can really invest in. We can really invest in as a company with the pay of forward mentality of they're going to bring in six people. People are going to see the Instagrams. They're going to be like, I want to be a part of that tribe. And we'll cover that in a little bit. You, We've seen that momentum with the DMs. I just had a consultation and picked up two members today because of, of things. Yeah. But, and you hope those other people are staying healthy. And they're staying active, but at the same point, you got to say, okay. Yeah. You know, especially when a pandemic hits and you're really thriving. And and I'm still trying to coach about 30 girls yeah. virtually and keep them moving um, at the high school. You know, so it, it's good. And you know what? And our virtual events went well. Um, but we were looking, I remember being like, when's the green phase? When's the green yeah. phase? When's, <laughs> when's the green phase? Because I don't think if I could do another one of these like rah-rah events, you know. Yeah. But on top of that, and the last thing I'll say about it is, but you had like people like Mike Boltrish. Who's for the fourth made his run entry, mm-hmm. you know, and how he like made a spoof of him getting up in the morning to do oh, this yeah. virtual run for the Star Wars, and he had like a porta potty sign on on his door, and he was stretching in public, and that's very like taking a risk for him mm-hmm. to put himself out there, you know. Uh, he's doing the push-ups the whole nine just to see that kind of stuff. So it just wasn't us; it was like our group leaders and some other like you know people yeah, being absolutely. like, you know, um, when Steph ran her virtual half. And uh, Missy and her son made a sign and drove yeah. out there to cheer for her from oh, a distance. Yeah. So that's that's some really cool stuff. No, definitely. And that's the stuff that, like, for people that might not always understand, like, oh, the running company, or like, oh, what it is, like, that's the kind of mm-hmm. stuff where you're like, this is what we do, what you do, and this is what you get, you know, rather than some of the other that are just more running elitist, running and le- you know? Yeah, I mean. So, okay, so we mentioned the green face, and I would say from like a personal and like podcast level and just running level like that I think is when everyone just kind of shifted where it was like okay you can go out of your house and okay you Mm -hmm. can be a little bit less fearful and you know you can see people um so I think that obviously helped the company you know people could come out to running group and people could feel like they could run together Mm -hmm. on a Thursday rather than you know having to do it by themselves but what you know, obviously, as someone, as the face of a company, you have to be strategic in what you allow and what mm-hmm. you post and, you know, safety and all that kind of stuff. So what was, you know, your plan there? Um, especially on the Saturdays, it was very um, aware of, okay, we're going to break up the smaller groups based on pace. Everyone going to go in different directions with our group leaders and no big group picture. But I would grab a couple of pictures of people, social distance, that kind of thing. Um you know, just to kind of be, give that perception of, hey, look, yes, we are out running, but we're being careful. And being very, like, uh, detail-oriented with um, email saying, here's our plan. If you're if you're not feeling well, don't come. If you're not comfortable, 
you know, come talk to me. Don't like spread it out, you know. And I feel like we were just very smart with it. I had it down to where people were going to come at seven o'clock and eight o'clock, and you had to leave by a certain time. If you couldn't run six miles in this time, you couldn't. You had to come at eight o'clock. Um, you know, just being very, very detailed in it. And you know, we had a good group that came out. And then one thing we did do: Saturdays used to be community run, free to anybody. But we pulled our members and said, should this be just a um, members only run keep it the way it is or you're not coming and overwhelmingly people said make it members only yeah they were comfortable make it members only so but then i had people who were coming <laughs> who you wanted to come all right yeah. but they weren't members so um i don't know if it was you your mom or whomever or no sherry it might have been sherry saying why don't you just charge 10 bucks yeah so we came up with it for a month it's a saturday pass you signed up. You technically were a member. You didn't get coaching or anything, but you got to come on Saturdays. Yeah. $2 a run, right? Whatever it is. And we've got a members for that, but I kept that that focus. So I think it was just being very strategic on what that looks like. Track Tuesday. Um, you had to sign up for either Tuesday night, Tuesday morning or Wednesday night. No flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. Um, when you came, I had to know you were coming. It just wasn't a I might stop by thing. And then even that, we would warm up separately. And then if you ever saw these people at Meyerway Park running, it would be like uh, Steph would go. Yeah. You know, then I think it was Meg would go. Or then, then I would go. It was very like one at a time, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Just to kind of be aware of what was happening. And they did the same thing on Wednesday nights um, as far as as far as that goes. Um, and it was just building those. We were building those relationships because we knew people liked to run together. So I think a lot um, of that was like Track Tuesday, but really happening well and Wicked Wednesday, Wicked Fast Wednesday uh, was going. Saturday was growing. So I think it was just that, those combinations. But being aware of it, you know, like yeah. spread out. What are you doing? And there's stuff we still do now. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I think that was like, you know, I'm sure for most businesses, it's like the hardest thing to figure out, you know, how much of it is, are you actually doing? How much of it is mm-hmm. like optics? How much of it is, you know, people feeling comfortable? And which I think it's obviously just like a balance of everything of, you know, making sure people feel comfortable and that you want to get new people out there, but, you know, obviously just then keeping the people that are still going to be coming out safe. And if it's, you know, you don't get a few people for a little bit, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But as long as people that are there feel safe and then then they'll be more willing to refer, you know. More people. And then even for the four and the fourth, that was usually a free event. But this is the first year where we said, you know what, I think it was 25 bucks. You got a shirt. You got your choice of no, we did no contact um, refreshments. Yeah. You know, pre-packaged. We did all the pre-packaging stuff, water and such. You know, and it was very like boom, boom, social distancing afterwards. If you were comfortable, if not, all good. You can take your bag, grab and go. Mm-hmm. But keep it a very um, social distance and, and very um, strategic. And But they're, they're, instead of taking a loss on the on the program, because in the past, it'd be members, oh, bring something to help offset yeah. it. You know, you have to flip that cost to your customer, you know, and say, okay, you know, it's going to cost us 20 bucks for this thing. But then limited, that was a big thing. I think we limited to like 15 people. You know, first come, first serve. And no, if you weren't registered, no, you couldn't come. And you don't want to say, it's it's hard to say no, but at the same point saying, you know what, we want to have this event and we want to keep it safe. So, sorry, you did not register on time. Um, Those kind of things. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, things Then, funny thing, we made the front cover of the Warwick Journal. All right, on our front lawn at at the fourth, the four and the fourth. It was just dead heat of the pandemic (laughs) and there's Carol's running company. What? You know, so... Came out on top. So, I mean, I think so. Like that was most of the summer. Um, and again, on a personal front, we didn't really do much over the summer. Um, but so then it kind of entered into the fall. And again, like we had mentioned, 
supposed to run the marathon. Marathon was canceled. Supposed to be a few other races that we thought might happen. Might go. You know, a few local races some people did, but again, nothing really. And then obviously, come fall was also the time where it's like, okay, you're not going to go back into the office and cases are rising. So, you know, I think the fall kind of came with a bit of a bittersweetness where it's like, okay, we're finally going to wrap up the year, but it's also like, are we going back 12 steps where right. we were in March? Um, but then I think looking at it from like a company perspective, the fall is, I think, where we kind of grew. Falls were blue and blew came, up. yeah, and like came together the most. I think just like I saw a lot more like relationships form. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people get faster. A lot of people just connect with people they didn't necessarily know before. So I think, I mean, again, just like for a company wide, I think it helped a lot of people. You know, just like mm-hmm. keep the positivity and keep going during this time because it was like, okay, well. And obviously we can touch on all of these, but it's like we were going to run in Philly a few times and we ended up doing the half marathon and, you know, a lot of some, we did that 60 mile challenge. You know what I mean? Like there's just like a lot of different things where I think kind of helped people. And that was at least personally where I saw, you know, the bulk of. Yeah. So when we looked at the fall, we were training for the Marine Corps all summer. We had a long run Friday started and um, then they canceled it. And it was like, that was a holy crap moment for me going. How do I keep these pe- pe- people interested in running? Because literally every and then Philly shut down everything. You know, it was yeah. like Marine Corps was the last holdout. First it was like the Boston is gone, and then Chicago is gone, New York gone. But Marine Corps and because we had the guy, he's like, I'm holding out to the last. They can't. So I'm being like, oh crap. But we got the work, and we like, you know what? We know it's happening. But we're going to come up with challenges, you know, for people. And we did. We we came up with the ten and ten run, ten miles on Friday, ten miles on Saturday. Um, the run now, wine later with color and a pool. You know, <laughs> uh, 5K. Um, the the Wicked Halloween run, the Rocky run in, in South Philly, uh, the 16-mile challenge. Uh, there was supposed to be a Duloth, duathlon on there, but that didn't go. You know, um, and just I'd be remiss not to jump back near the end of summer. Unfortunately, our good friend Cheryl passed away, Cheryl Wallace, which is, it was, was tough for everyone who knew her. But it was also like an inspiration to be like, all right, we should do the Rocky run for her. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be like a nine-mile triumph through the the city you know but i think those challenges just really kept people going and then we did get that half marathon as a team so everyone who was training for the marine corps and stuff was able to you know jump on yeah you know and and we did get you know things going and then in the fall i got the youth running program going again and we had you know 10 kids the valley forge we did the turkey track oh no lethal lottery you know the track lethal lottery yeah so i mean I, i think we did a good job of really Tone in an excitement because we had our best months. We had people signing up from Jersey, you know, all over meeting people. I mean, I think a couple times I was running three times a day, mm-hmm. you know, with people uh, just signing up and growing because they, you know, they saw on social media or they wanted to do something and were the down to earth people. You know, that's not a knock, it's just what it is. Um, and yeah, the relationships that were formed, they would see pictures. And I think on our social media, we're very good strategically saying, you know, join the tribe mm-hmm. and you'll get a DM or what is this tribe? Yeah. You know, think because it's about. You know, it's not so much about, you know, and not the, the rag on this. I ran six miles in 48 minutes. It's, I, look, I ran this with these people. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, and people connect, you know, uh, with that. Um, the, our Philly run, that rock and, Rocky one was great. It was on our show, but, you know, I don't know how many there was in the run walkers. And we're torn. We're running down South Street. We're down here. We're pulling masks up. We're running the steps. It was just such a good yeah, environment. Think, and I think it was a lot of the things that people had missed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's great you run here, but it's like, oh, did you guys see that tree that's growing? And the same tree that we pass every single week, you know, there isn't much 
whatever, but, you know, just being able to go out and run somewhere new, even just, like, running in Doylestown, you know, like, just doing something different that I think even that just brings people together to be able to talk about and then joke a few months later, oh, remember when this happened Mm -hmm. on that run? And I think that's a lot of things that, you know, people have been missing, just those small little day things out of, like, your normal area Mm -hmm. that you can then, you know, think on and, you know, talk about. So, I mean, I know for me personally, like, I was definitely in, like, a... I cannot keep running in Jamison. Like, I'm, like, so over it. Like, after the half marathon, I was just, like, so over it. And then these small, like, little things mm. of, you know, we ran a few times in Philly and, again, went back to Doylestown or, like, wherever we've been. Like, even if I'm not as, like, fast or as in shape as, like, maybe I felt six months ago, it's been nice to just kind of, like, refresh it a little mm. bit just because, and I'm sure anyone that's in the tribe that listens to this, you know, when it's, Every week, it's the same thing, especially with the pandemic. It's like you need a little something to the mix it. When we ran, it up. When we ran in Soderton, it was like a Hallelujah moment. Like, what I, the heck? Is, and it's like, what, 15 miles away? Yeah. If that, it was just like, and there was hills. We're just like, oh, my God. Like, exactly. And we had to get up so early, but it was so it was so awesome. Um, Yeah, and we, we, you know, kept it going. We had the turkey trout. We just did our Santa Dash. You know, we're, you know, you always lose people this year, but now we just picked up three new people who, um, we knew before they're new i'm getting text you know and it's just um it's good and we've got uh in the coming up months like mike boltrish is is getting his coaching certification because nice. he wants to coach more uh rob's coming on as a coach well yeah so let me i guess so we'll close out 2020 and then we'll look at the mm-hmm. goals of 2020 so looking at 2021 we realize it's not gonna be the big city races like we normally would look at gardens uh, gardens the um love run or the cherry blossom they've already like you know switched up Knowing that already and knowing how much fun or a little, I mean, a lot of work, but whatever these challenges were, um, I did see something and I kind of like piggyback it off. I called the Fit Year Challenge, where it's a whole year challenge and you pick the miles you want to do. Run, bike, swim, crawl, it doesn't really matter how you do it. But you pick 500, 1200, or 2020, you know, miles for the whole year. Developed the whole plan around it, made really cool destinations. Um, you know, when you hit certain mile marks and you log it every day, your miles, and it really will show you how far you've, you've gone. Um, and there is a price of that just to kind of keep people, you know, logged in for that. Um, we're looking at uh, different, like, challenges, like uh, Mike Boltrish. We're going to have Mike's uh, mile challenge, where you go out and you run the fastest mile you can. And then over a period of, like, eight weeks, you know, you're going to do the work, track workouts, and then we're going to do it again. And the person who reduces the most is going to get a prize. Nice. You know, just to kind of, like, keep you going. Um Mike is also getting his coaching certification. Mike's also going to be our shoe guy. He's like really got this weird thing with running shoes. And he, knows, <laughs> he knows a lot, all right? So we want to promote that as a member. Look, you got a question about a shoe, you can make an appointment with Mike via Zoom. And yeah. have a, he'll have a conversation with you and suggest shoes for you. Uh, for those people who want a lot of analytical work or saying, hey, Boston or beyond, they need more. We're going to bring on Rob. Boston Rob is as a coach. So you can um, look at that. You know, we're just looking at trying to just change the way things are done, even with adventure. Our Saturday runs, we're looking at at least one one time a month to go on the road. If it's the towpath, if it's a New York City when COVID calms down, if it's Philly, if it's we're going to park a couple cars at a coffee shop six miles away, we're going to run there and back, a brewery, whatever. But just to kind of keep those adventures going, mm-hmm. excuse me, there, that way, you know, you're focused because those races just aren't going to be there. Yeah. We know that. Um, you know, if the Marine Corps opens up, you know, we're going to have to look at it. Are we going to, like, train for it? Which, you know, we probably will. But knowing there's a good chance that might not happen this year. Mm-hmm. You know, but, okay, maybe there's one in Florida <laughs> around yeah. the same time. And it won't be so COVID-filled. But, 
you know, it's making those adjustments, but keeping people motivated, Yeah. you know, along the way. Um, but it's also, I think, a good chance to invest in local races mm-hmm. or some of these smaller race companies that are really trying to, like, you know, keep alive, like the Valley Forge or, or whatever. Um, and as always, I mean, relationships is the key. You know, everyone we were coming in contact with, everyone we talk with, everyone we touch, you know, we really want to build those relationships. Um, we're starting the free month for a member. You get, if you refer someone, they sign up, you get a month free as a member, mm-hmm. you know, after they sign up for a month. It's just kind of keeping those, you know, connections. You know, so I tell people, you get 12 people to sign up, literally you're running for nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, and it's just, I mean, really keeping that, those things going and focused on it. In any business, you just got to make changes and, you know, uh, plans. I think looking at new group, other group leaders, because we're getting a lot of run walkers, mm-hmm. you know, but and it's really trying to figure out how to connect them, Yeah. you know, to things. Um, and with the vaccine, who knows what, you know, how things, you know, look, but uh, we're very optimistic about what's coming up. I think the fit year, the fit year challenge is going to be great. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're scheduled for charity. The only races we're, we are definitely scheduled for right now are the garden spot in March, cherry blossom, because there's, I think eight of us, or maybe only six of us left. I'm not sure. You know, in September and then Marine Corps, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the, you know, we're kind of like not throwing anything else out there, but doing our own thing, you know, this year just to kind of make that, um, you know, fun. And I think we proved that we can do it, you know, yeah. on, a, on a big end, you know, and it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be a heck of a ride. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Definitely, you know, obviously a big year for us. And I think 2021 will definitely be just that much better and mm-hmm. That much more. I think you can be a lot more daring in 2021 because yes. 2020 was a lot of touch and go where now you're just like, okay, this is what the new normal is and mm-hmm. how do you, you know, maximize in what this new normal is. And then, you know, eventually maybe you can step it back a little bit. But I think 2021 is definitely the year to be bold and be – You got to take the chances. Yeah. Because you know what works. You know what doesn't. I mean – you know, you know, Zoom's always there if we needed to, to do something. Yeah. You know, but um, you know, even we started this podcast during the during and seeing that expand, that would be good. You know, we talked about having guests, but how do we make sure that we do it? I think that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, the problem a lot of entrepreneurs fail is because they have a lot of ideas. Yeah. And a lot of dreams, but like they don't hustle. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Our Crails running, somewhat personal life recap of 2020. Like I said, we're really going to try to push these out every week. Um, we're going to have some more guests on, some more people within the tribe, outside of the tribe. Um, yeah, so if you ever want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram or on Facebook at Crails Running. You can check out our website, com, and we'll talk to you all next time. Later.